This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. Welcome everybody to the Coach Brew Podcast. This is sort of a uh, an emergency episode that I have uh, uh, fast tracked to the front of the line. I have a bunch of recordings uh, waiting to be released, but this is one that I absolutely had to share with you immediately. I'm joined by Kelly West and Alexis Wheeler, and they are uh, two thirds of Mimi's Gourmet Pasta Sauce out of Evansville, Indiana. Not to be confused with Evanston, Illinois, for all you people who aren't very good at geometry. Or is it geography, Kelly? (laughs) Geography. I always confuse those two things. So some people confuse Evanston and Evansville. I confuse geometry and geography, mainly because I took geometry three times in high school. So, um, This episode of the Coach Brew podcast is being brought to you by uh, a very special sponsor today. Normally, it's my apparel brand. Today, it's being brought to you by, I'll let you answer. Mimi's Gourmet Pasta Sauce. (laughs) Thank you. And that is available where, Alexis? It is available on Etsy and stores up north. And you can go to Mimi'sGourmetPastaSauce.com to see all the different places it's available, learn more about it. You won't need to go there, learn more about it, because you're going to learn all about it today. Um, I've decided that uh, one of the things I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future, uh, all my precious listeners, is to feature a different small business on each episode of the podcast, a different small business that has been impacted adversely by the pandemic and kind of all the crap swirling around the pandemic uh, that, you know, oftentimes people may not even think of as being factors that contribute to, you know, the uh, damage or demise of a business. And, you know, it's, it's our way of giving back. I'm a small business owner and entrepreneur, and I understand, you know, how, how this whole thing hits as a professional speaker who's not able to travel and, and, and speak for a living. I'm doing virtual stuff and relying on uh, my local executive coaching business. So uh, we're going to talk to Alexis Wheeler and Kelly West, two thirds of Mimi's Gourmet Pasta Sauce about what they're doing and how the pandemic has impacted them. Uh, If you want the really short version of what I want you to do as you're listening to this podcast and you just decide you don't have time to continue to listen, I want you to just go to brew.news slash Mimi and buy some of their pasta sauce now. So if you don't want to hear another thing, just go buy some at brew.news slash Mimi. That's M-I-M-I. That's my URL shortener to make it nice and easy for you to get to their Etsy shop, which is where they get the best profit margins. And that's what we're all about. We're all about the best profit margins. So, uh, Alexis, Kelly, thank you for joining me today. Um, Three generations in this family business. uh, I've got the uh, co-founder, I guess, and the third generation here. Alexis is the reason we're here today. Um, And I think we would probably call you the director of marketing and social media manager at this point. Thank you. I like that. Director title. of Media Relations. What is what's your what's the title on your business card, Alexis? Um, it will be that. <laughs> Pretty much the marketer now. Perfect. So I'll come back to sort of how we connected, but 
Kelly, tell us uh, tell us a little bit of the the background story of the genesis of Mimi's gourmet pasta sauce, and then we'll dive into sort of uh, what the last eleven months have been like for you guys. Okay, my mom always made fantastic sauce, and uh, my husband came over, my ex husband, and he tried it at my mom's house, and he said, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And I said, "I know it's great, isn't it?" My mom you know, makes it. And I guess he went and told his mom, she called me one of the recipe. And, but the very next day, cause I always buy women's rule. There was an article in there, how to be a food entrepreneur. So I contacted score. Cause I thought I'll just market my mom's sauce. And when I was about to go to the meeting, I said, Hey mom, I need that recipe. She goes, what recipe? I just take a jar and add to it. And I said, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm, you know, going to meet these guys. And so I kept on meeting them. They said things that were over my head. And uh, I just started experimenting with uh, sauce and uh, spices. And I came up with something that I thought was fabulous. And, but I did try to find a co-packer and it took a while. Uh, it seems like I, I had to sue one because she scammed me out of money. Wow. And then I finally found one out of Indianapolis and I used him for two years. And then I was luckily able to use one here locally in Evansville. Um, and we love local. So that's yeah. great. So before you go any further, I need to point something out to all everyone listening or watching this. Here's how, you know, this is really good pasta sauce. When a guy is complimenting his mother-in-law's cooking, <laughs> you know it's good yeah. and when the guy who has complimented his mother-in-law's cooking <laughs> takes that information back to his very own mother you know who who birthed him and raised him like you know you're on to something amazing that's i don't want that to be lost on anyone right, right? that is true right right <laughs> So you, you found a local source to help you with, with the packaging and take it from there. I'm sorry. Well, the first, actually, I went to him first and he kind of laughed and he said, uh, you need to do your homework. I'll tell you what, I'm going to send you to this guy that's uh, over food and science at Purdue University. So I said, okay. So we went up there, we took some classes and we- This actually, is what year? This was in 2007. Okay. So I uh, took those classes and then I tried to find a co-packer uh, somewhere else. And then uh, I did find one in Indianapolis. That didn't work out. For two years, we used them. And then luckily I was able to use that co-packer that first helped me. Because they're just really big. I don't think they wanted to mess with me at first. Yeah, that's the challenge, isn't it? It's a lot of, when you start a business, it's a lot of trial and error. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, uh, the only, you know, vendor you can get isn't necessarily the vendor you want. And so much entrepreneurship's experiment, you know, so you spend a couple of years experimenting, finding the right people to partner with. And, and then what happened once you kind of got rolling with that? Well, I, my first store was, uh, schnooks. I just happened to go in there and, uh, I talked to the manager and a month later I was in Schnucks grocery store locally. And I just, it, and I was in the paper. So that helped and it just started selling and selling. So I just started getting into all these stores and 
it was amazing. I thought, oh my God, this is great. You know, this is yeah. so easy to get in this gro- these grocery stores, but it wasn't, you know, down the line, it wasn't, it was really hard. So everything I have done, I've done on my own. Yep. I have had no help whatsoever. I used to own a cookie route. So I was the distributor. Now I use three distributors. I'm in Schnucks warehouse, so I don't have to go around to the grocery stores anymore. But uh, with that, you know, we just got into Walmart and I don't want to get kicked out. So I thought we got to pump it up because I worked too hard just to let them go. There's no way. Absolutely. And what's been, uh, so now that you just recently, we've kind of fast forwarded a bunch of years. uh, And now that you've gotten into Walmart, you're in a major retailer, you know, multiple you know, large retailers, but when I say major, Walmart is probably the gold standard. Um, uh, what's been the challenge since uh, the whole world got thrown this crazy curveball um, known as the pandemic uh, in the past year? What's been the biggest challenge with your business, not just with Walmart, but in general, and then specifically Walmart? Because I think that'll give our listeners a glimpse into you know, just like, it's, I know your answer and it's pretty common and it's really unfortunate, but I want people to understand, you know, sort of what's happening. Yeah, we were so excited because we got with a, a distributor that services the C stores at Indiana University, Ball State, Michigan, Ohio, some major big universities. And I was about to meet him and then this happened and they had to hold off on it. And he said, well, we'll do it in the fall. Hopefully everything will calm down in one fall. So this is like last February yes. and then they were looking towards this fall. Yes. So I called him in the fall and he said, we're going to have to hold off again. And uh, so I, that was huge for us also. Yeah. So we couldn't get into that. And I had already made a run for them. Mm-hmm. so I was like what am I gonna do because it was the pizza sauce so I just got it into the grocery stores because I didn't want to sit on product sure yeah no one can afford to sit on inventory at, at right. this point um, you had mentioned something I think is really important in terms of uh, you know growing and scaling a business for everyone listening you know I look at uh, how you grow any business that you really want to scale you want to move outside of your own backyard so to speak. I look at it a lot like college sports and Alexis, um, you'll probably completely understand this given your background. Um, you uh, will tell everyone what you do at, uh, and then I'll jump into kind of my analogy here. You're a college student right now? Yes, I'm a college cheerleader at the University of Evansville. So this is perfect. Um, the way, you know, specifically like college baseball, division one college baseball, uh, you'll have like, um, local games on your schedule and then uh, you know that's kind of like within your your state and your conference and then you go to your conference tournament uh, you win that and you're going to regionals like with college world series you go to regionals and if you win regionals just outside of your state or your you know geographic footprint of the conference you're in you go to super regionals And if you advance out of that, you go to nationals. And that's kind of the way I look at what you've done with Mimi's Gourmet Pasta Sauce is you started out very local, 
you're able to expand regionally very quickly too. I commend you on that. Uh, you've reached now kind of super regional where you're able to get into Michigan and Ohio and you know, some of these other neighboring states. And right as you're into Walmart and about to advance to scale it nationally, we have this pandemic, you're not able to get into some of the university C stores and you know, Walmart's a little bit of a tenuous situation. Can you explain that? And kind of what they're uh, what what you're going through with them and sort of their uh, ground rules for being a vendor there. Right. So we're just locally on the WalMarts. So that means we're not on the mod, we're not on the shelf. We just have, but we do like locally. You do have a feature, which is fantastic because it can mm -hmm. hold eight to ten cases, which is fabulous. But if it does not sell like they want it to, you're out. And we've done that. It took us exactly one year to get on into Walmart because of all the paperwork, the Zoom meetings, the spreadsheets. It was exactly one year. And then you have to go <laughs> to the managers and you have to convince them to carry your sauce. Even though I do have distributors, I, I still had to go and convince them. And I we just didn't want to jeopardize anything and lose Walmarts because it took so long. Sure. And if you perform well locally, you know, um, they're going to advance you to other stores regionally and potentially nationally. So this is, uh, this is a big step. And yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there because I never, you know, one of the things with the podcast, you never know who's listening where. It's not like uh, they show up on a heat map that gets sent to me every, with every episode. <laughs> so if you're anywhere near Evansville, Indiana, I want you to go to the Walmart. <laughs> and which Walmart specifically, Kelly? Uh, it's the West Side Walmart on Red Bank. On Red Bank. <laughs> there you go. And uh, if you're anywhere near any other Walmart or you're in a Walmart parking lot right now and you're about to get out of the car and go, go into the store, go ask for it. Wherever you are, ask for Mimi's gourmet pasta sauce and, you know, talk to the manager. And um, I mean, this is how things get done, right? Yes, yes. Word of mouth is the most powerful thing. So that's what I want to encourage people to do. And um, what, so kind of what's the next step for you? And what have, you know, what would have been the challenges, you know, above and beyond Walmart and, and, uh, you know, not really knowing here uh, where the light at the end of the tunnel is for all of us with the pandemic. What, what's been kind of the biggest challenge right now moving forward? Well, I, we think the biggest challenge right now is we don't want to lose Walmarts. Yeah. So we went to social media and I'm not good at social media. I just do Facebook really. So she's the one that did out the Twitter and we, you wouldn't believe how excited we were when we saw all that. Yeah. So what's been some of the response, but before you answer, uh, Alexis, this is actually how we connected Kelly. I'm sure Alexis told you, but for our listeners, uh, I want to give a, a big thank you and a shout out to chef Andrew Gruel in California. He retweeted you and you know, basically told everyone, you know, go, I'm going to support their pasta sauce. Go, go find some, go buy some. He and I are friends through, uh, 
through Twitter and social media. And he actually went to Bates College up here in Maine and lived on Bailey's Island for a while. So, uh, you know, we're kind of kindred spirits. I love what he's doing with his, you know, he's doing this fundraising fund to help a lot of the workers who have been impacted by the pandemic in the restaurant industry, you know, wait staff, servers, dishwashers, bartenders, that kind of thing. Um, and so I saw what he was doing and how he's really kind of paying it forward. He's not worried about himself. He's trying to help others. And I looked at his example and I thought, well, what can I do? And the, what I can do is, you know, we have uh, some sponsors for our podcasts. I do two podcasts, uh, this one that we're on now. And then I have a second one. So if you're listening, and you haven't listened to my other podcast, you can go to the xfactorpodcast.com and check that out. And we have a very uh, hard, fast rule that we do no free shout outs. And anytime that, um, you know, my co-host John Rennie or our producer or myself mentions a product that is not sponsored on the show, we find the other person. Our producer keeps like a running tally of what we each owe. It's like 10 bucks each every time we open our mouth and say something that's not sponsored. And, it, you know, it's kind of a joke. But uh, we do have a couple sponsors. And I thought when, you know, Andrew shared your story on Twitter, we need to break our own rule or at least put like a temporary, uh, what's the word, not restraining order, uh, moratorium <laughs> on it and like start giving free shout outs to businesses that could use an assist. And when I say that, I don't mean like charity case. There's, there's nothing charity about it. It's small businesses and, you know, Americans supporting Americans, small businesses supporting small businesses. I think the one thing we learned from this pandemic, if there's anything kind of good that comes from it is like our supply chain sucks. We are far too reliant on China and foreign countries for everything. And, you know, we are um, far too spoiled by uh, the convenience of things like Amazon. And Jeff Bezos made more money during the pandemic than he did any other year. We don't need him getting rich off of our backs. We need to buy local, even if it means paying a little more and supporting our neighbors, supporting uh, you know people we know who are small business owners like ourselves. So that's the point of all of this. Yeah, I'm very thank grateful. You, yeah, thank you um, so much because people yeah. don't realize that they think, oh, you're in these stores that you're rich. No, they don't know that it's tied up in production. It's tied up yeah. in distribution. It's money out. It takes a long time to come back. People don't realize that. So yes, we really appreciate what you've done for us. And you probably, you probably get this the same way I do. Like, oh, hey, can you know, people think you're rolling in it because you're in, you know, a big retailer. Hey, can you send me, send me a jar of the sauce? Like, you know, I get my friends who are supposed to be supporting me say, hey, send me a copy of your book. Like one of my friends the other day is like, I still haven't gotten a signed copy of your book. I'm like you still haven't effing bought one. I, you're in the mortgage industry. You don't see me asking you for a free mortgage. I know. And, and he's like, what? Yeah. But yeah. People think just because you're in like a big box retailer, you must be rolling in it. And that's not the case. The people that tend to win are, you know, in those situations are the big box retailers, not the, uh, the little guys like you and me. And so what I want to do is I want to direct people to your 
store directly, yeah, it's great if you're near their Walmart or if you just walk into any Walmart and say, hey, you should carry this. This stuff is better than anything you currently have on your shelf, which by the way, it is. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but go to brew.news slash Mimi and order some of their pasta sauce on their Etsy page. Uh, it ships directly from them. And uh, I think that'll be the beginning of a budding long-term relationship as a customer with them. Uh, small business supporting other small business kind of where do you move forward from here um and this is a question for your newly appointed self-appointed director of social media <laughs> so after this um i didn't realize that that tweet was going to blow up um and actually somebody had tagged andrew in it which Good. is why some random person I didn't even know, which I'm very thankful for, because that's how we all got connected pretty much. Um, so after this, I'm just going to try to move forward, maybe TikTok, um, more Twitter. I'm just going to try to market it as best as I can, because that's all we have right now is that word of mouth and social media. Yeah, you know, the, um, so you talk about things you miss that, that you know, are a result of the pandemic. There's some good that's come of it in grocery stores. And the good that's come of it is I'm a very organized, detail-oriented person. I walk in the store and my list starts from the first aisle closest to the entrance. And I work my way up and down every aisle until I get to the cash register. But you always get some somebody who's like blocking the middle of the aisle or going the wrong way. Now they got arrows set up. They're all one-way streets. I get in and out of there so much faster. I love that. I don't want that to ever change, but here's what I miss. I miss the free samples. I miss being able to go to the deli and sample some new local cheese or, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, deli meat, uh, local vendors who come in with different product samples. And what do you typically do? You sample the product. And then uh, once you taste it and you realize how good it is, you buy that instead of that thing that you usually just get by default. And I, I get the sense that you miss that for other reasons. That was a primary marketing source for you, wasn't it? Sampling and being able to demo things in stores. Because we were, we already have established customers at our Schnooks and at our Bilos and Kroger at our other stores, yeah. but Walmart is different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we like to interact with our customers. We like to see that feedback right there, yeah. per, you know, personally. And uh, we, we miss doing demos and we try to do demos at every new store. Actually, we have except Walmart. You started in 2014. Yeah. So, um, you know, just thinking out loud, you know, I'm wondering what's the social media version of doing a demo like that? It probably is TikTok. Yes. It's probably asking your existing customers to shoot a short little video of, you know, heating up the sauce, putting it on pasta and, you know, having their kids who tend to be like, I have two teenagers. They're the most finicky eaters uh, on the planet, you know, having their kids try it or, you know, have, you know, do a little video of family Sunday night, family pasta dinner, things like that. Like that really social media really is a game changer. And oh, yes. you know, yes. your, your tweet going life. viral yeah. is an example of that. Yes, that is. So, um, 
talk to me a little bit about the power of social media. What, you know, obviously that's how we connected. Andrew connected with you. Um, what would have been some of the other kind of pleasant surprises because I know this took you, caught you a little off guard, yeah. right? Well, I went, yes, it did. Uh, I actually went from two orders to 24. Um, we've sold over a hundred jars, I think already on Etsy. Um, and that was just from Andrew sharing that which I was very grateful for. Yeah. And she just does the Etsy. I have another distributor that, that does walmart.com, eBay. He was on Amazon, but something with his business, he can't sell on there anymore. So, but we were on all of, you know, but uh, shipping is so high because of the product. And yeah, it's a glass jar. Yes. So like there's the packaging and the shipping and shipping is slow today. Yes. Because like the A, the postal service isn't exactly a vision of efficiency and productivity be, to begin with, but also like they've been impacted by the pandemic. They have less drivers, they have less less people, you know, in the local offices. So um, yeah, when you order, be patient, it'll arrive, it'll just take time, folks. But uh, you know, these are some of the things that like we just take for granted and people don't realize that impacts the business owner. Yes, it does greatly. Yes. So have you uh, gotten any other media hits from this? So um, we had, that was the only tweet that went kind of viral. Um, mm -hmm. I did notice whenever I started picking up the Instagram that it started to pick up more in stores, um, but it was schnooks though, that it, they were really picking up at. And you just, uh, didn't you just have a magazine uh, appearance the other day yes and that was from i think the instagram which shares to her facebook um and so that started picking up and he said that he saw that tweet as well awesome what publication i'm just curious at evansville business magazine and then today we have That's a great uh, one yeah another <laughs> zoom meeting for uh news 14 here in evansville excellent um, I'll make sure you get a copy of the video and a link to the podcast. Make sure you ask them for a copy, like a PDF of the, the like a reprint of the magazine and then make sure you get the video footage from your local news too, because you can repurpose all of that, you know, and all it takes is one uh, to have that social proof, to have a press page, you know, on your website where it kind of, you know, puts a face to uh, puts a face to the name or several faces to the name. And um, I just think that's hugely important because, you know, there are so many brands that are very impersonal. And the one thing that we're seeing now today, and I think this is a business lesson for everyone who's tuned in, is really like with the pandemic, you're seeing newscasters, TV newscasters sitting in their living room or in their kitchen, you know, Zooming, doing the broadcast, you hear their dog barking, their cat jump on their lap during the show, you know? And, and it's interesting because it brings a smile to people's face or like a little kid opens the door of dad's office while he's, you know, recording uh, the sports section of the broadcast. And it, it humanizes the person. Hey, they're re real people with real families too, you know? And kind of we're all in this together. But I think what it's also done is it's made it more authentic as opposed to traditional broadcast media, which is, you know, a lot of makeup and lighting and everything is just kind of like auto-tuned and Photoshopped and video edited within an inch of its life. 
And that kind of takes away the person and the personality a bit. So like just to be able to feature the real people, you know, keeping it real, I think is huge. And, you know, there's a face and a name that's, that's a small business, not, you know, Procter and Gamble, Nabisco, not some big empire. Uh, because the reality of it is, is, you know, 99% of the country has nothing in common with those big brands, but 99% of us can totally relate to folks just like you, Kelly and Alexis and, and Alexis, your grandmother, you know, like we got three generations here and what's really touched me the most about this whole thing. And I think this is the other kind of part of like telling your story is when I saw you trying to help your mom and your grandmother, you know, keep this business alive and, and create uh, some more awareness and sales. It flashed me back to 2013. Uh, my book seeds of success. Uh, we were raising money to have it adapted to a screenplay for a major motion picture. And I didn't like, I wasn't, my business wasn't in any jeopardy. We're just, we're just raising money. Things are going really well. And my daughter came in and she was eight years old and she walks in my office. This is like the last week of the campaign and hands me an envelope. She said, this is for you, daddy. I opened it up and it had maybe like $5 or a couple crumpled up dollar bills and a bunch of change. She had emptied out her piggy bank and put it in an envelope and gave it to me, took all of her money. And I'm like, that's really sweet. I want you to keep it. We'll be, I'll be just fine, but thank you. But it was the thought, it was the gesture. It certainly wasn't the money. And, and Kelly, can you talk to me and, and just share with everyone, um, kind of how touched you were with Alexis doing what she's done because yes, it's been super helpful, but isn't it more the thought and the gesture and, you know, the intent yes. and the heart behind it? Yes. And I, I, I'm blown away and I'm just amazed by her. She, she's so smart and, and I'm just so thankful and grateful that she did that. Uh, I'm so proud of her. And Alexis, <laughs> what, um, um, what was kind of when your mom told you initially, when was it she told you initially, we're having these challenges, I'm, I'm getting nervous about all this, things are kind of tenuous. Um, when was that? What was your initial response? And at what point did you decide you know what, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do what I can, you know, on my end. Well, she never really tells me whenever she's stressed out, but um, that's a mom for you, right? She has worked three jobs her entire life. And my grandma is still 72 working and supporting us and trying to support the business. And she wants to retire. Um, so I thought what I could do, and I, I kept seeing a bunch of TikToks um, about, you know, people helping their um, parents out and because this one girl she wanted to retire her dad and I thought that was so sweet and you know it just I related to that and I really want to do the same thing because I don't want them to work the rest of their lives and so I thought well this is what I can do I can use social media as a platform because it, you know it's um, free word of mouth and it's great marketing absolutely and like you're a digital native you probably 
it's what you've grown up knowing. And, you know, what Kelly and I have grown up knowing is like actual, like human person to person communication. And like Kelly, like you mentioned, like being able to go in and provide samples in the stores, like that's your, and that's my social networking, so to speak. Right. Right. Cause I'm not good at computer stuff at all. I always have to have her help me. So, she so had this has added kind of a nice other dimension to the business. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's what I told her. I said, you're going to start doing all the social media and marketing <laughs> stuff. And no I good deed goes unpunished by your parents, Alexis. <laughs> yeah, I do have a degree in marketing, but I'm 52 and that's when I was 22. So things have changed. And I think the reality of it for everyone who's listening is, uh, and I'm the same age, I'm 50. So we're, you know, the same generation. What I learned uh, taking marketing and advertising classes in college is uh, was probably obsolete by the time I got out of college and has not served me in any way, shape or form in the last 13 years as a, a small business owner. So yeah, absolutely. It's well, the best way to learn marketing is to actually experiment. And, you know, it's a lot of trial and error really right now. Well, I didn't think that I'd ever be a food entrepreneur because I, when I was in my twenties, I owned a tanning salon and my mom owned a travel agency and then 9-11 happened. So we had to shut down the travel agency. So, and then thank God my husband, (laughs) my ex-husband loved my mom's sauce. And then I just thought, oh, what can I do? What can I do? But it's taken a long time. Yeah, and we want to make sure that it continues. So uh, this is just our way of trying to create a little more exposure for you. And, you know, I'm going to encourage other podcasters to do the same thing. Um, Love to try and put you in touch with some other people in my network. And while we've got everyone tuned in and listening, remember to go to brew.news slash Mimi. That's M-I-M-I. And that's a direct link to their Etsy page. Um, and you can learn more about them at Mimi's Gourmet Pasta Sauce.com and see all the different retailers uh, where you can buy their pasta sauce in uh, kind of the tri state area. So, when you say tri state area of Indiana, what does that encompass? Uh, Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois. Okay. So, Indiana, Kentucky, and Illinois. Yes. Gotcha. Um, is you're very you're very southern Indiana, right? Yes. yes. On the border of Kentucky, almost. Yes. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I would encourage people. You know, look locally if you can. If you're listening in that area, uh, otherwise go online. There'll be a link in the show notes on the podcast page to uh, directly to their website and then also to uh, their Etsy page. And yeah, you know, I'd encourage you to to support them, but also support all your local businesses because, you know, I think local is the new national or the new inter- and really the new international. We need to kind of get back to our roots with this kind of thing and support one another. Um, you know, exactly. as historically, this country has been founded on doing that. And, and, and yeah. sadly, I think we've lost our way. And if there are any silver lining to the pandemic, it's exposed that. And uh, here we are doing something about it. So, um, words of encouragement from you, Kelly, for other people in similar situations as yourself in your business, 
And there's no doubt there are people listening to this who can totally relate to what you're going through. Uh, what have you learned and what's your advice to someone else in the same situation? Because this isn't really the first time you've gone through something like this. 9-11 hit, you closed down one business, which was a travel agency, you pivoted. And uh, you know, what would you tell someone else? Like Alexa said, I since last March, I worked three jobs to support my business. And I haven't went back to the other two. I just been focusing on my business, but never give up. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Just never just move forward as much as you can. Yeah. And that's really, you just summarized this whole podcast that I do. And it's like your intellectual resources really will always trump financial resources. And just because, you know, a small business might be outmanned on paper by a bigger brand, that doesn't mean you're outmatched because if you have brain power and creativity and you're doing things like Alexis has done and, and created some content that tugs at the heartstrings and makes people want to support you and your business, you know, that's uh, some of the best strategy you can have. And that didn't take, you know, a line item and a budget. You know, that wasn't uh, expensive in any way, shape, or form. It was actually free and it went viral. And is viral a great business model long-term? No, but create compelling content. You just never know where it'll lead. And all it costs you is a little bit of time. And, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. It's how you use it. It's your competitive advantage. And I really applaud you guys. I am uh, officially one of your biggest fans and, and that's not going to change. <laughs> and we're going to help spread the word about you on you know, our platforms. And um, again, tell us where to find you online and otherwise. On Etsy. So find us on Etsy or the stores in the tri-state area of Indiana. Perfect. And if you're not in the tri-state area, you yeah, go right. into your Walmart, you go into your Kroger, because there's Kroger <laughs> all over the place, and say, why don't you have this stuff? This is the best kept secret here. You're missing the boat. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if, you, if you're a regular at a certain grocery store, which just about everyone is, you know some of the people personally in your town who work there. Yes leverage that use that to help folks like alexis and kelly and spread the word and i just given everyone their marching orders so there you go thank you i want to thank you guys for coming on don't go anywhere i want to wrap this up and then i want to talk to you offline so stick around for one second uh everyone you've uh, just experienced another episode of the podcast uh, this was kind of an emergency episode because we wanted to help spread the word about their business. And uh, you can expect some more of that content along with some great strategy. Head on over to coachbrew.com. Sign up for my e-newsletter where you get more great strategy. Uh, when you sign up, you'll get a special report, 12 ways to double your sales, double your results. That's absolutely free. It's a $99 value that most um, people won't get from some sort of free special report ebook thing. Uh, it's not junk. It's actually good. And people in my membership community pay 99 bucks a month for that kind of content that you would get for free for joining my list. That's the best way to stay in touch with me. 
And um, I would tell you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. But you know what? This week, I don't want you to do that. I just want you to go to brew.news slash Mimi, buy some pasta sauce, connect with them, go to Walmart, give your store manager some grief if it's not on the shelf, wherever you are. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. So don't share my podcast. Don't rate it. Don't review it. Just do that one thing. Help them out. And uh, I'll be eternally grateful. So there you have it. And there it is. We'll catch you in the next episode of the Coach Brew Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.